co-host Doug here. This is another con-exclusive episode as we start getting ready for Denver Comic Con 2017. This is the LGBT in nerd culture panel from NDK from 2016. Enjoy. The LGBT in nerd train, these are just my assistants. They're just here for moral support. They will not be speaking. <laughs> 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 um, so the reason why I call this LGBT in nerd entertainment is because I'm going to be touching bases on not only anime, but manga, comic books, video games, live action movies, to an extent, a little bit on live action TV shows. So it's kind of like a spectrum of nerd entertainment. Um, so what I'm gonna do is kind of like, kind of compare and contrast uh, what goes on in American entertainment versus Japanese, and what's, what's <coughs> doing something better, who's doing something worse, the history of it a little bit, and um, hopefully a lot of people might learn a few things here. I know I did doing this, and um, I think it's a very, new and interesting subject that I think a lot of entertainment companies are starting to uh, recognize. Uh, they, knew, uh, they started to have like in the past 10 years or so especially. Um, so and I think Japan, Japan is one of those as well. So a little bit about the history. Um, so uh, much like Greece and Rome, Japan ancient history have a, uh, have a lot of stories with about homosexuality. Some of their ancient gods had some sort of um, gayness to them, some bisexuality, everything like that. Um, so it was very much like, like I said, Roman and Greek. And as time progressed, and um, some people credit this to when Christianity and the West was starting to be introduced to Japan, and it might have influenced their views on homosexuality. I don't know how true that would be. Um, but one of the reasons with this is because of probably the three, three of the major religions of the world, Judaism, Christianity, and uh, Islam, all branch from the same religion. They all start off from the Old Testament. Um, from that, uh, the Jewish people went to the Torah, Christianity went to the New Testament, and of course, uh, Islam went to the Quran. And so a lot of these religions kind of have similar viewpoints homosexually because they kind of base it on some of those very, very few texts in the Old Testament. Um, and so that kind of structured their cultures and uh, their, their way of life. When Japan's two major religions are Buddhism and Shinto. Um, I think it's called Shintoism. Um, neither one of these religions have anything that speaks like, ill will to homosexuality. Um, Buddhism, of course, is a religion of oneself and how to improve oneself. Um, so Buddhist priests um, or monks, um, much like Catholic priests, are meant to be celibate. So if one was to partake in sexual acts, whether it was with someone of the same gender or the opposite gender, basically means that you kind of uh, fell off the boat. You basically failed at your uh, goal of being celibate. It didn't matter if it was with a man or a woman. Not one is condemned more than the other. And the same with Shinto is there's no real direct thing about homosexuality. Um, the thing is that probably structured uh, the way Japan's way of life is that Shinto is very much about family and carrying on the family name and very much bringing pride to the family. And so that's Japan's culture for sure. So one of the reasons why maybe homosexuality is looked down upon in Japan is probably that factor. You can't carry on the family name, you bring disgrace to the family, uh, you're not bringing grandchildren, you're shaming, you're, you're basically shaming everybody because of their way of life. Um, which does kind of, in America as well, but I think we kind of throw a little bit more of like morality to it. Um, I do, I did find that in Japan, it's not about being gay per se, it's about showing that you're gay. Like if nobody knows, whatever. But if you like start saying, I want to get married, and I want to like adopt children, I want to tell everybody of who I am, that's when there's a problem. Uh, I think that happens in the West as well, but usually in the West they condemn you even if you do it behind closed doors. Or used to. Things are changing now. 
So we're going to start off with a little bit of LGBT and animation. This is going to cover anime and cartoons and anything like that. Um, so in the West, we have quite a few uh, characters would fall into this category. And these are just an example. So I have my notes because I keep forgetting characters' names. <laughs> oh, gosh, did I know that? Okay, Marceline, vampire queen from... The creators came out and said uh, she was, I think, I don't know, I think she's lesbian. I don't know, bisexual or lesbian. I can't remember. Uh, and that she had that fling with Princess Gumdrop? Oh, no. <laughs> I've never watched the show. Never watched the show. I should write that down. Um, and then, of course, we got uh, Smithers and Patty from The Simpsons. And we've got Big Gay Al, who is in his name from South Park. And then we got Cora from Legend of Cora. And an old school one, which people kind of say were gay, was Snagglepuss. It's from old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Very flamboyant, very just like stereotypical gay, um, for sure. On the anime side, we've got some very prominent, prominent gay characters. Uh, so we definitely have, of course, probably the most famous lesbian couple in anime, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. Um, of course, we have a, this show, uh, Revolution Girl Foods Note, where a lot of characters' gender roles and sexuality, like pretty much almost every character, plays with that a lot. Definitely one of the shows. Um, the director, Ikuhara, uh, did a lot of Sailor Moon as well. Um, I think he really did favor Sailor Uranus and Neptune, so he gave him, made him really cool characters. And he definitely likes to play with sexuality and gender roles in most of his shows. I think one of his recent shows, he um, the characters were like lesbian bears or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Um, but he, well, he likes. I think he likes anybody who plays with the norms. Like he has female characters and people that just don't fit into like this is what a woman is, this is what a man is. So Utena, Utena really does play with those as well. Um, of course, we got Shinji and uh, Haru. Haru. Uh, of course, there's definitely uh, always from the day that show that uh, Haru got introduced was some sort of homosexual undertones on that. I don't think Shinji's per se gay, but he was probably curious, um, which is really no normal for like a 14 year old is to be like, hey, you know, I don't know who I am. Maybe this is what I am. I have trouble with girls liking me. Maybe men like me. <laughs> And of course, uh, we have uh, Shion and Nezumi from a show called Number Six. I have never seen the show, um, but researching this, there was like a really sweet dance sequence where they danced together. Um, very much like how Harry and Hermione dance in the tent in the final Harry Potter movie. Very Actually, pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> very cute. Um, and then of course, we got uh, Puri Puri Prisoner from One Punch Man. And if you haven't seen the show, <laughs> he, <laughs> he wears like the heart on his shirt, and his power is to like get super strict by fighting naked. <laughs> and if you haven't seen that show, it's pretty funny. Um, I do like that. And then we also have um, Nathan Seymour from Tiger and Bunny. Uh, so another gay character. Uh, and you can see they're kind of a they're kind of a little bit over the map. There's uh, some that look definitely play their part, and then some that necessarily wouldn't. Um, but definitely anime has definitely uh, used gay characters quite a lot in their stuff. Um, for transgender characters, I do believe, uh, from doing this, I kind of saw that there's way more transgender or gender-bending type of characters in anime and manga than there is in the West. Um, and they seem to be uh, more at least in anime-wise, being more accepting of these character tropes. Um, so we got Fisheye from Sailor Moon, and then we also have Isabella 
from Paradise Kiss. And then we got Hana from Tokyo Godfathers. And then we got Ruka from Steinsgate. Um, one thing I did notice as well when researching this, that Japan tends to have more transgender women uh, than they do transgender men. Um, I noticed a lot of times when, uh, when a woman divides her gender role, <coughs> it's more she doesn't identify as a man, she just takes on the male counterpart. Like Utina, for example, likes to, wants to be a prince, she wants to do the rescuing. But she doesn't, she's a girl. She does not identify as transgender, she doesn't identify as a man, but she just wants to not be treated like a princess. She doesn't want to be treated like a woman would as a damsel in distress. Um, so I see that a little bit more on the female side of anime, where they just try to beat those barriers of what a woman should act or be like. But they don't want to be a man, per se. So there is something where we kind of took characters in America and kind of made the fans, made them gay themselves. We don't know if this is true or not. An example that it is true is Dumbledore. No, he is. So this is an example of a person that probably nobody ever thought was gay. Like We were like, oh, I wonder if Dumbledore was gay. No, J.K. Rowling came out and said, oh, Dumbledore was gay. Like in the last book or something like that. And it was like, oh, okay. Um, which is kind of cool because everybody liked Dumbledore and nobody was like, ever, I never would have questioned his sexuality. I was just like, oh, he's Dumbledore. And so, <laughs> and so when Jake Rowling came out and said that, that was pretty cool because it's like, oh, this character you grew to love is gay and that helps children, people that grew up with that, oh, you know, he was just normal. He wasn't like the stereotype that I might have seen like some really crazy flamboyant drag queen that was like, no flaw, girl. <laughs> no flaw, Harry. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Like, and then that's very helpful like for kids who, like when they grow up, they're like, oh no, this character that I loved was gay too, and he was just another person that just happened to like men as well, you know? And then there was always these rumors that, you know, of course, um, Velma and uh, Freddie from Scooby-Doo, uh, were gay. Um, Daphne was always had that hots for uh, Freddie, and he never get, make, paid any attention to her, even though she was the hottest character in the show. He was just like, "What? I gotta wear my ascot." And <laughs> of course, everybody knows Bert and Ernie. Um, living together for like 40 years, <laughs> taking baths together with the rubber ducky. Uh, they're said to be a gay couple. We don't know for sure. Uh, it's just rumor. Of course, we have Elsa from Frozen. Um, so when this movie came out, the first thing it says, like, her story was a lot about uh, a, a, somebody who was in the closet, somebody who couldn't be themselves, you know, she had magical powers and people shunned her for that, um, which is, like, kind of representation of being gay or being lesbian, and she didn't know what to do about that, while her sister is going and marrying a guy after a day, but that's okay because that's heteronormative, so that's acceptable, but the fact that you're any different than what you want to be means you're shunned. So that's why people got frozen and said there was LGBT themes to that, but I don't know. Um, it's hard to say because it's not like one person's vision. Like there's hundreds of people that work on these shows. So it could have been like lots of ideas leaking in and just kind of melded into that. Um, yeah, Disney. But Disney is a very gay friendly company. I used to work for them for five years and um, I would not be surprised. Um, they always, there's always things online I see that the first company to ever do a same sex prince, prince, princess, princess would probably be Disney, and I kind of agree with that. Might be a while, but I do think they will. And after all, the um, shopkeeper <coughs> has a family in Frozen. Oh, does he? Yeah. 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 I didn't notice that. He has a family. Husband, presumably. Yeah. Husband and their kids. Yeah. Oh. 
I've only seen it once in the theater, so I probably didn't yeah. catch that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, of course, there's Scar from uh, from Lion King and Ursula from Little Mermaid. Um, they're always considered to be gay characters. Of course, villains. But uh, I guess if Elsa is, that she's probably like taking away that villainous type of thing that was in for gay characters in Disney movies. Although the villains are always the best, so it doesn't. I, I yeah. always say that. <laughs> of course, we got Patty from uh, not Patty. Um, Peppermint Patty from uh, Charlie Brown. Uh, she's always said that because you know her friend over there is always calling her sir. Yeah. They're always calling each other around, and she's basically all Twitter painted over her. Um, the one uh, Teletubbies Tinky Winky was actually made gay by the Christian fundamental right. The fans didn't do it. The creators of, of Teletubbies didn't do it. It was the Christian right, the crazy Christian right, that made him gay. Um, because he would walk. If you're not familiar with the show, he would walk around and dress up and wear like a little tutu. He would carry a little purse and he would like to play dress up like a child would. And then, of course, purple, they said, was a gay color. And <laughs> one of the very old school gay symbols is upside-down triangle. History fact here, during the Holocaust, when they were putting Jews in a internment camps, they would put a star David. If you were gay, they would put an upside-down triangle. Um, so that's why the gay symbol got brought back, and like during the sexual revolution, gay people would have a pink triangle to basically take that symbol back. And that's why they said Tinky Week was gay, because it's color, his symbol, and the fact that he liked to carry purse. So, and wear a skirt. And wear a skirt, <laughs> exactly. So, comic books um, is definitely, I feel like, in the forefront of one of the things that's changing the most in uh, the American industry. I feel like comic books are getting a little bit stunted, and they're not as popular as they were. Um, so they're trying to change things up. They're trying to broaden their demographic. It's not just... Um, superhero stories that are just geared towards heterosexual white men. They're trying to do change races. There's a female Thor now. There's a black female Iron Man. Um, there's Spider-Gwen. They're trying to really diversify and try to broaden their horizon. It's just being this very narrow type of thing it's always been. But comic books have always been pretty open-minded. Um, we have a lot of gay characters in them. Um, so a couple examples of characters that they're switching over is one of the Green Lanterns. He's, um, the original Green Lantern, not the one that uh, uh, that was in the movie, uh, Hal Sparks, not that one, it's the original one from like Earth 2 or something like that. Um, they made him gay, they made Ice Hemp Man gay too. Uh, Stan Lee was not aware of this until one of the fans went up and said, hey, it's really cool that Ice Man's gay now. And he's like, he is? <laughs> so it shows how much Stan Lee pays attention to <laughs> Marvel Comics. Uh, we also have Batwoman, not Batgirl, Batwoman. Um, we also have Hulking and Wiccan from Young Avengers. Um, we also have uh, Kevin Keller from the Archie series. Um, he's actually a really popular character. And, uh, they're doing a live-action Archie series on the CW, and I do think he's going to be one of the characters in this. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, uh, if anybody's seen Mama, that's not important. And of course we have Deadpool, who in the comic books is said to be pansexual. Uh, they did not really express this much in the movie, per se. I mean, he had plenty of moments where he's very flirtatious with men. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't really hint too much. They probably didn't want to scare the mainstream too much. Maybe the second Deadpool movie, they'll expand a little bit more on that. Um, in the comic books, he is definitely a uh, free-for-all. Okay. So, Northstar uh, is part of uh, the X-Men. Uh, he... Uh, it made big news that he was uh, getting married to his longtime lover, and this is actually a cover of Rolling Stone magazine. 
So if you were to go to the grocery store and buy Rolling Stones magazine, this was on the cover. So it's pretty big stuff. Um, this got a little bit of controversy just because they thought maybe Marvel was trying to go on the gay bandwagon, some, get some press, just try to sell some books. Um, that might be the case, but either or, it's still pretty awesome that they put not just a gay character on the cover, but a wedding, showing a person getting married. Not just a gay person that's just part of a team. Um, it's not hiding the fact. I mean, they're about to kiss, they're in tuxedos, and what's really awesome is all the Marvel characters are behind them, Wolverine, Iceman, Storm, and they're there for support. They're not, you know, it's just really cool to see that, um, that something that was just very, very, uh, male-oriented, and I don't want to say it's not male-oriented, men don't like it, but not, probably back a while ago, not many, as many women read comic books or were into comic books, and I think um, this is definitely broadening that, uh, broadening everything to just allow more fans to come in and just uh, feel a part of the community a little bit more, feel like there's characters that represent them. So this is a manga from Japan called Watering Sun. Um, it's a story about a transgender girl who meets and befriends a transgender boy. Um, so a lot, I have never heard of a story that actually deals with being transgendered um, in manga. I'm sure they exist. Um, maybe they're a small, independent type of run, um, nothing major. But this was a major one where it's the main focal point. They're not just transgender characters, it's about them being transgendered and meeting each other and finding each other in life. Um, and dealing with that, so it's pretty cool. There's, an, I don't believe there's an anime yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made one. Is it there going to be one? No, there already was one. Oh, there yeah. was one. Here's yeah. good. Oh, nice. Thank you. I only found the manga. I didn't hear that there was an anime. That's pretty awesome. So check that out. Um, so it's pretty cool that we're the that um, this is something that's about children too dealing with the issue. Um, and sometimes we'll we'll see transgender stories, but it's usually about like you know older like adults or older teenagers. But it's pretty awesome to see kids going through this development. You know, it's a really hard time. Awesome. So one thing, <laughs> one thing that Japan has over America is a lot of the they'll have gay characters in comic books. Um, they'll have some gay things. Maybe really small independent bones will be specifically about gay people. Um, but in, in America, like you, you'll go and they'll be like you'll find gay comic books. We find them in a gay bookstore on Amazon. Um, in Japan, there's a whole gigantic genre of everything that you, like, of gay themes. Um, of course, we have the most popular one, which is Yaoi. Um, <laughs> one thing that Yaoi is about is definitely, it's, a, it's, it's about, of course, gay couples, gay relationships, but it is geared towards female fans. Um, so it is not always written and drawn by uh, female manga artists, but usually it is. Um, there probably are male artists as well. Um, most manga artists, especially if they do this type of genres, don't really use their real name. They use a pen name, and there is a little <coughs> bit of negativity on that. Um, if you're doing any type of anything that we consider low-brow, like hentai or uh, gay genres, a lot of times like bigger, like Shonen Jump, will probably not want to hire you or put your name on there if you're using your real name. So pen names are pretty much often used. We do have on the left side, or uh, the right side, sorry. Uh, we have this, probably, I would say, one of the second most popular genres is Vara, which is the same as Yaoi, except geared towards a male audience, mostly done by male artists, but I have heard that there are female Vara uh, artists that just use a male pen name. Um, and then, of course, in the center, we do have Yuri, which I do kind of feel sad for as a little bit of the redhead stepchild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not quite as popular. I think shows with Yuri elements are popular, but Yuri itself I don't think is as popular, I think, because Women like the yaoi, 
gay men like Fabara, and then Yuri's kind of like in this weird like zone. It's like, well, who are we attracting to? You know, like uh, straight men probably like like probably like the the moe stuff or like the cute girls doing cute things stuff or the erotic you know the fan service stuff. So this kind of falls in this weird zone. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not popular and people don't enjoy it, but I just, I'm hoping someday they'll get a little bit more recognition. I probably should start reading some more Yuri because I have never. Luck <laughs> finding them. Yeah, I mean, this this is a, the, all these three series are available on Amazon. So um, uh, I do believe the uh, Citrus is translated in English, and uh, the manga artist who does the bar one, he's got a few issues that are in English, while well, legit from an American publishing. I don't know if the uh, the Yaoi one is available legit in America. Uh, but I know the other two are. The Yaoi is. Is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go, Amazon. <laughs> what was that? Where was it? Oh, sweet. It's a long time. Okay. So video games is a really, really, really awesome place where we're going to see a lot of LGBT characters developing and starting to be used. Um, I think the reason for this is like it's such a vast world, and there's so many different characters, there's so many big RPGs, open world. A lot of games like you let you customize your own characters, so they want to give a lot of variety for people just to play the the way they want to play. Um, a lot of games now don't like being set so linear to where you can a lot of stuff like um, the Telltale games like you make have you make your own decisions, make your own personality types, make, find your own path. Um, which a lot of games are finding popular these days, and so I think a lot of games are just letting you be whoever you want to be, and sexuality, whatever you want to be, whatever gender you want to be, and so that's pretty cool, it's pretty open on that. So a lot of LGBT characters in Western games, um, some of the most popular ones, of course, is Allie from Last of Us. Um, playing throughout the whole game, I didn't really catch that she was uh, gay at all, until the DLC came out and pretty much sealed the deal. <laughs> so that was pretty cool that they did that. Um, she's definitely an awesome character, and uh, it's nice to see that a character, that a main character, is just represented so well and just displayed as just a cool person and just somebody that you like. And it's not about them being gay or not, it's just that they're a cool character to be around. Of course, we've got. Um, oh, I know that. I'm trying to remember about this. <laughs> oh, I know Dorian. Of course I know Dorian. <laughs> okay, Leonardo da Vinci from Assassin's Creed 2. Of course, of course Dorian. Uh, he is from Dragon Age Inquisition, which is like my favorite character. From uh, he's pretty awesome. Uh, we, okay, so I don't know if this is her picture, but in the army uniform, uh, Caitlin from Gone Home. Uh, so she is a first person game, so I don't know if they ever show her face or not. Uh, but this is the only picture of a person I found from there. Like, this is either her or somebody that's important to her. Uh, so I don't know if they ever show her face. Um, of course, we have uh, Commander Shepard, both male and female. Um, this is one of those games where you can choose whether you want to be male or female, and you can choose what your what sexuality you want to be. Um, the same that goes for Dragon Age and Asian Inquisition. They're both made by the same company. Um, so they both do that. That's definitely something pretty awesome that you can uh, just decide what you want to be. Of course, these both had controversy. Uh, people were complaining that, oh my god, I don't want my character to be gay. I don't want to like accidentally have a gay sex scene. It's like, it is so hard to romance those characters. <laughs> you have to do all their side quests. You have to talk to them all the time. It's just not that you're going to walk into a room and be like, 
the character's lying on a bed naked. <laughs> well, I guess you're gonna have to have sex with your dad. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. And it just got a lot of hate for that. It's like, you have to try so hard to like romance anybody in this game. So, I don't see the point of that. Um, we also have uh, Kung Jin from Mortal Kombat X. Uh, who is also, I think, probably the first gay, official gay character in the Mortal Kombat series. So it's pretty cool to um, Some uh, uh, Japanese video game gay characters, of course, we've got Vamp from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we've got Eagle from Street Fighter, who's not very popular, but he was in, he was in the original, original Street Fighter, before Street Fighter 2, the one nobody knows about. <laughs> Everybody's like, why is it called Street Fighter 2? Oh wait, there's one before that? Yeah. He's from that. He's also yeah. one of the Alpha series as well. And then we also got uh, Soren from Fire Emblem. And Kanji from Persona 4. Persona 5, coming out in Monday. <laughs> we hope. We hope, yeah, we hope. <laughs> hope it doesn't pull a Final Fantasy 15 and just get 10 years in production. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, 2020. <laughs> so, the next one is I'm going to show a clip from one of my game playthroughs of Dragon Inquisition um, to show my character and his relationship. And I just wanted to express, like, when I was playing this game, I was, like, so Twitter-painted because I felt like the game was just going to be kind of ha-ha-ha your day. And uh, just be kind of like a little bit more tantalizing and sexual. But uh, as I was playing it and romancing the character I decided to romance, um, I felt like, oh my god, this is so kind of like sweet and romantic. It gave me the feels. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm really in, like I'm really into this relationship. And I'm like, this, I want them to really date. <laughs> so um, it, it just though they did such a good job of like doing kind of a realistic um, relationship and just the the way people would probably <coughs> be around each other. They're a little shy at first and they're a little hesitant, um, but eventually they start warming up to each other and they just like fall for each other. Um, so it's pretty cool. The character that I designed, I designed him to look just like me, so don't be alarmed that he's like, <laughs> like a mirror image. <laughs> <laughs> show the clip and then I'll come back since I already talked about that. Can we turn off the light? Uh, can we turn off the light? Yeah. It should be back. Oh, uh, it's on the side over there? Uh, on the side. You're right on the side. Get you whatever you want. Shower you with gifts and power. 
That's what they'll say. I'm the Magister who's using you. Let them say whatever they want. I don't care about them. Naive but adorable. I am apparently an incredible ass at accepting gifts. I apologize and thank you. Therapy. But I won't forget this, and I will repay you. Count on it. So in Dragonish, they kind of, um, the way the stories, I won't do any spoilers, but the way the story is set up is very similar to like Japanese culture. So he's from a country called Tevinter, and they're, they they uh, have a lot of mages, and um, basically in their culture, um, speaking of Harry Potter, basically, um, you're not supposed to mix like the high end mages are supposed to like have kids, carry on the family name, represent the family, do not discriminate. Gay sex is fine as long as you keep it on the DL, um, you're, but you're not allowed to fall in love and be in a relationship. So that's part of the uh, the issue that Dorian has getting close to you because he feels like I can only just sleep with you, I can't fall in love with you because it's against my culture, we have to keep it hidden. Um, and that's, I think, definitely it reflects kind of like how Japanese culture is a little bit, it's just like don't bring that shame to family, carry on the family name. Um, so I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool way of handling that. Um, in the world of Dragon Age, that's the only time you'll ever see anybody showing any disdain towards your gay relationship. Like all the other characters just like blush or something when it happens, but they totally accept it. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a fantasy world, so why not? <coughs> why can't things be accepted the way you want them to be? So some transgender characters in video games. Um, like I said, Japan is on a roll with these. Like they've been for a very long time. Um, so one of the early ones is, um, is uh, Birdo from Mario Brothers 2. Um, so basically, uh, when this game came out in America, um, kids were like reading the pamphlet, like looking at Mario Brothers 2. And uh, this is for the first NES, so this is like in the 80s. And it said, Birdo, he has a crush on, he's Yoshi's uh, lover or lo Yoshi's partner or something. So, like, he, I was like, that's a girl. Oh, no, it's actually a boy. <laughs> um, so that was very a very early transgender character, or so. They say, I don't know if that's what it was meant to be, but it got accepted as that. Yeah. Is there a way you can turn down like the line volumes on all of your mics since yeah, you're not using them? Yeah, weird. I can turn it down when there's Great. no Great, perfect. Playing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, and then we also have, uh, up in the corner from another Dragon Age is Krem, um, and that's an American transgender character. So he's pretty cool. Um, he's definitely an awesome character to have. He's not a main character, but he does play a part in the storyline. Um, he's one of uh, Iron Bull's uh, uh, companions, um, and Iron Bull's cool too. He's another uh, pansexual. He just he loves everybody. <laughs> but he's a really awesome character as well. Uh, we also have Erica Anderson from the game Catherine, um, and we also have Nine <coughs> Nato from Persona Four, uh, Bridget from Guilty Gear, uh, which is the nun, nun-ish looking character, and of course. A very early transgender character from Final Fight and Street Fighter, we have Poison. Um, so, it's a <laughs> this is a funny story. Like, uh, basically, uh, I don't know if this character was meant to be transgender at the beginning, 
Um, but when the game Final Fight came to America, uh, it was faux pas to hit a woman. So in the game, you basically fight uh, as poison, and so they basically said in the American version, oh, this is just a man dressed as a woman. Just to get away from that, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know if the character was supposed to be transgendered from that point on, or it was beforehand, but that's how we kind of accepted it. So it's just common knowledge that the poison is transgender. We just changed it for them if they didn't want it. <laughs> so, <coughs> Fallout 2 is the very first uh, video game ever to ever have same-sex same couples in it. Uh, it came out in 1998. This is a Western game. Um, following this, we would have uh, Fable, we would have The Sims, um, in Japan, Fire Emblem started doing same-sex couples, um, and, uh, and another one probably pretty well-known um, is Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so this is the MMO version, and so uh, they started introducing maybe... Uh, the game is out for a while before they ever start introducing marriage, um, but they definitely uh, allowed it after... Uh, allowed same-sex couples as long, uh, alongside opposite-sex couples, so it's pretty cool. There's some shots of people getting married. Um, he was pretty fun. So, in this one... Okay. Should be more organized than this. <laughs> okay. So, alternations in the West. So, I touched up a little bit on these with some of the video game characters. Um, so, when some series come into America, um, we're, uh, with children's entertainment, especially, we're a little bit, we were, not so much more, we were a little scared of anything that was <coughs> remotely gay or transgendered or anything like that, so we would change characters, genders, and sexuality in the West, and here are some prime examples of that. Uh, so, probably most famously is Sarah Neptune and Sarah Eunice. So, when this series came out in America, uh, they, uh, it was airing on, first it aired on regular TV, but when the season came out, the S came out, um, it was on Cartoon Network, and they did change them into cousins instead of lovers. So, basically, <laughs> lesbian's Great bad, incest's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, very, uh, of course, the very first season of Sailor Moon, um, they did change Kunzite and Zoisite to be a heterosexual couple by changing Zoisite into a woman, by giving him a woman's voice. Um, and I did not even know that while I was watching. So they did a good job. I mean, technically, Zoicide's very pretty, but even I, like watching this, thought Zoicide was a woman the whole time. And then when I look back after I come, I was like, oh god, I can see it now. I <laughs> 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 can see it now. Very broad shoulders and no boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a much more recent one, which is Vivian, the little ghost girl. Um, Vivian from Paper Mario. So they basically, um, it's a male character. Um, but when Paper Mario came to America, they just put it as female um, for that audience. We also have Card Captor Sakura. Um, we have uh, Toya and Yukiko. So uh, there are a couple, I do believe, um, even Sakura's friend has a crush on her, but they basically just opted that out. This one probably is a little, the, the brights are probably a little easier to change, uh, just because you just do a little slight editing or a name change, but changing complete relationships and genders are totally a little bit more extreme. Uh, of course, we probably won't be seeing that again. Say if uh, Sailor Moon Crystal aired on Cartoon Network, it probably would not be altered. They will still be lesbian lovers. They will not change them to cousins. So it's progress, people. <laughs> 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 
Yes, slowly but surely. <laughs> of course, in the biz dubs, everybody's genders and sexual roles are exactly the same. Uh, going on with that, we have some blurred lines. Not the song. <laughs> um, basically, uh, if anybody's watched anime, read manga for a really long time, uh, the lines between like gender roles um, and sexuality are a little bit blurred. What I mean by that is like what I was saying about like Yutana and stuff, where girls are trying to uh, take on more male roles, but they don't—they're not men. They're not identifying, and there's a lot of androgyny in character designs. A lot of boys that look like girls, boys that like to dress like girls, but they're not gay. They're not transgender. They don't identify as women. But so it gets really confusing because you're like, well, would this character count as transgender? Because they never talk about it. But they're always like dressed as the opposite gender or being, you know, like not typical male, typical female. Um, so there's a lot of borderlines in America. I feel like in the West, it's either it, it's black or white. You know, either that or not. So, um, but in anime and manga, it's always been a little bit different. And um, as, I'm going to show a little quick video clip uh, to help explain the difference between three different types. Uh, Everybody thinks he's a woman. 
Um, I don't know if this, I would probably have to ask the creator if he is transgender or not. I'm using he um, because later in the series he just starts becoming a boy or something like that. But the reason why he's transgender is because his twin sister dies and he's so traumatized he has to become a girl like his twin sister. So it's kind of like explaining why you'd be transgender. You have to be traumatized to ever be transgender. So that's one of those things that's kind of, I see sometimes in anime and manga, they're trying to just do the dramatic thing and try to add a storyline to the reason why you are, rather than you just are what you are. Uh, this is from a show, Please Save My Earth. Um, Okay, well anyway, I don't remember their characters' names. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, the character with the black hair, um, this, is about, this story is about a reincarnation as people were born again in different bodies, and they're finding each other in their, their previous lives. So the character with the black hair was uh, a woman in the past life, and the reason why she chose to be born um, as a man is because, or fall, basically falls in love with this as a man. Ugh, how do I explain this? The reason why she's gay is because he was a woman in the past life and is still in love with him. So he's not gay because he was born that way, it's because this female past life is forcing him to like other men, and so that's why there's gay in the relationship. And so it's kind of saying, well, she's not really gay because it's it's a woman inside, you know. It's it, there's, it's not it's explaining the gay way basically, uh, just doing it for a storyline. So that's another example on that. Stereotyping bad or good depends. <laughs> it can be real funny. Um, I'm going to show uh, two, I think two quick clips of stereotyping. One is going to be from a video game. Uh, you're going to see very much the stereotypes. Another one's going to be from a TV show, a live-action variety show. So you can say it's two things where characters are stereotyping. I think they're both hilarious, but I can see why people would be a little offended by them. Japanese version of Streets of Rage 3, which was a Genesis game. Uh, this character was completely deleted out, um, obviously, so he's like this leather guy, a very, uh, uh, you know, very stereotypical doing his gay thing, like, oh, splits, he's wearing high heels, um, he's wearing tights, and so it's very, very kind of like, oh, that's, that's a very stereotypical gay guy. Um, so this was not in the American version, but this is definitely one of the, if you're familiar with gaming history, this is definitely one of those things that people laugh at and look back like, oh, Japan. <laughs> I think it's funny, but it, it, I can see why it's expensive. <laughs>
variety show in the early 2000s that was called Hard Gay, and he basically did weird, so like humping everything, <laughs> I like that. Um, so definitely something that's stereotypical, but still super funny, I think, you, you all, I heard a lot of you laughing. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to say if stereotype is bad or good. I think if it's on a comedy level and your heart's in the right place and you're not trying to like demonize or something like that, it can be done well. I, I still think it's funny, but I have a weird sense of humor. Um, they gave us the red flag, but I want to show a few things real quick before everybody leaves. Um, uh, super lovers, blah blah. Uh, show coming out, blah blah. <laughs> anyway, so Transit Girls is the very first uh, uh, LGBT show that's on mainstream Japanese TV. Um, it just came out, had a little bit of controversy in some of the titlings, basically was saying like it was forbidden love, um, but they, uh, it's something to check out. Um, this is called Gaycation. Um, basically, Alan Page goes to different countries around the world and sees how gay people live. Very first episode takes place in Japan. It is free on Viceland.com if you want to watch it. I recommend it. It's pretty awesome. They talk to some Yaoi fans. They talk to some people that the actual gay people. Um, it's pretty cool. So I would recommend that one. Also, a Kickstarter movie um, got, green, got greenlit and made its Kickstarter goal. It's called Queer Japan. Um, it basically talks about a lot of LGBT people in Japan. Also talks to a very famous um, bar artist, Gengoro Tagame, um, the most famous one. He's interviewed on this as well. I would check that out. It's not out yet. Um, they're filming it now, so I would keep on that. But thanks for showing up. I missed a lot of stuff. But <laughs> If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.